0: The Bible speaks in music, speaks in songs, and we're talking about Song of Solomon. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hemmer, And
1: I'm Janice. And
0: this is Bible Discovery TV, an interesting day to study the scripture. We're reading through the Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, and we are in the Song of Solomon, which we're going to be teaching on in about five minutes. It's going to be a very good one. Ryan and Corey are here. Corey?
2: Well, I'm going to be taking a look at a symbol that's used both in the Old Testament and even into the New. We're going to be taking a look at pomegranates today. Ryan?
3: Well, today I'm going to be reading you some of my grandfather's notes on the Book of Song of Solomon.
0: All right, very good. Look forward to that. And that's coming up in about 20 minutes' time. Janice?
1: Today my segment's called Changed Completely.
0: All right, so let's get our Bible guide out. If you don't know how to get a Bible guide or you don't have one, just stay there because we'll tell you how you could do it in a minute. Let's turn to the Bible. Let's listen to what God is saying through today's passage.
1: Song of Songs 4, 1 through 8. The Beloved. Behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are fair. You have dove's eyes behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn sheep, which have come up from the washing, every one of which bears twins, and none is barren among them. Your lips are like a strand of scarlet, and your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like a piece of pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built for an armory, on which hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle which feed among the lilies. Until the day breaks and the shadows flee away, I will go my way to the mountain of Myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. You are all fair, my love, and there is no spot in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse, with me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amena, from the top of Sinir and Hermon, from the lion's dens, from the mountains of the leopards. Song of Songs, chapter four, verses one through eight.
0: The Song of Solomon, chapter four, chapter five, six, 7, and eight. This is a great passage of scripture. One of my favorites actually. And the Song of Songs is an amazing play that's music and it's written by Solomon. Now think about this, how do we imagine that God communicates his love to us? This is a great question because we have no reference for God's love outside of this life. When we exit this life and enter into eternity, we'll have a whole new set of experiences to consider as God expresses his love to us. Now, here's an important question. Where will you spend eternity? That's a great question to which we are all given obvious answers in the Bible. Jesus said in the Bible, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father, God, except through me. John chapter 14, verse 6. You see, it is through our life in Jesus Christ that we have God's eternal love and forgiveness of our sins. In a similar way, the Lord expresses his love to us through the Song of Solomon. When the Beloved speaks to the Shulamite in his passion for her, it's hard for us to realize that God has passion for us, but He does. He desires us to come to Him, to ask His forgiveness of our sins so He can save us from the ravages of hell, created for Satan and His demons, and to restore us to Himself. Very interesting. So many times, all we think about is you know, hell or heaven and we make a decision there is no hell because we feel that way. When we make decisions about the Bible based on how we feel, pretty much most of the time that's wrong. But when we base our decisions on God from what the Bible says and how it speaks to us and allow it to change us, that becomes more right. So I think it's important for us to pay attention to the scripture as we look at the Song of Solomon or the Song of Songs and read it carefully. Remember, this is a play and this is written very interesting. Take your Bible guide and turn to it today. If you don't have a Bible guide, remember, you can call us or write to us and get one. Or you can go to Bible Discovery TV, click on the page. It'll take you to the Bible guide where you can download it exactly how we printed it. Let me say this. I want to thank you for donations. They are just wonderful. And thank you for keeping us alive. That's how we stay alive here. Very, very important. We don't have lines of credit or big grants or anything. We just, it's the daily offerings. That's how we make it. So thank you so much for that. Father, I pray today as we focus on the Song of Solomon, help us to see what you're telling us. Help us to hear how you're speaking to us. Very important, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' wonderful name, and we said together, amen. Now look at the first verses. This is really something. Song of Songs, four, verses one through five. The beloved, behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are fair. You have dove's eyes behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn sheep which have come up from the washing. Every one which bears twins and none is barren among them. Your lips are like a strand of scarlet and your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like a piece of pomegranate. Your neck is like the tower of David built for an armory on which you hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which feed among the lilies. Now, this is a song that God wrote. God has created our life to display his love for us. God has created our life to display his love for us. We should live our lives in the knowledge of God's passion and love for us. Remember that marriage comes from the Bible. So we date and we get married and we reserve our sexuality for the marriage because God has ordained marriage. It means he's anointed it or set it apart to show inside of marriage our love. And this is what God has done. He's married his people. Jesus Christ has married his church and he's showing us the love. So when we live, and when we are married and when we stay faithful in our marriage, it becomes a great witness on God's love for us. Very important, isn't it? All right. Well, let's go on to the next passage. Song of Songs, chapter four, verse six. Here's what it says. The beloved, until the day breaks and the shadows flee away, I will go my way to the mountains of myrrh and to the hills of frankincense. He's speaking. speaking. God is preparing a place for us to be with him. This is something else, John 14, one to two. Our hope and desire is to spend time with God. You know, we, we do a lot of work making time for ourselves. So at the end of our life, we can enjoy ourselves. But let me tell you something. This life is nothing compared to the life we're going to have. If we believe in Jesus Christ, this life is nothing compared to the experiences that we will experience. Everything we experience here is nothing compared to what we will experience in heaven. I look forward to that. And that experience, the the thing that I enjoy the most is one-on-one with God, nothing in the way, just God and myself. Isn't that amazing? Boy, I look forward to that. We have to tell people, this is what we're headed for. We have to tell people this is what we need to do. We have to rescue as many as possible today in Jesus' name. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. All right, let's go back to Song of Songs 4, verses seven through eight. The beloved, you are fair, my love, and there is no spot in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse. With me from Lebanon, look from the top of Amana, from the top of Seneir and from Hermorn, from the lion's den and from the mountains of the leopards. This is absolutely amazing. God desires his bride to be with him. See, God wants to be with us. There will come a day when we will be taken away with the Lord to be in his presence forever. I need to to sort of get this God's presence is absolutely stunning. And if you know the Lord, you're gonna follow me and you're gonna understand what I'm saying. When we realize that the the, the discipline of the Holy Spirit holds back because the holiness of God would just kill us because our bodies are not holy, our spirits are holy, but God holds back so that we can tell others about who he is. We need to understand that all will be fulfilled when we are with God, in heaven, not now, but when we are with God, we need to dedicate our lives to fulfilling what God has called us to do and to do what God has said. And what is that? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus Christ as Lord. Come to Yeshua HaMashiach as Lord. Very, very important. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross and you rose again. In Jesus name, I take you as the Lord of my life. And he said together, all of us said together, amen, and make it so. But a lie is when somebody tells you, I know how you'll be happy. You buy this hairspray and you're going to be happy. You smell like this flower, you're going to be happy. You take this drug, you're going to be happy. You buy this car, you're going to be happy. See, it all tells me I'm going to be happy. No, I'm not. That's not how this works. The truth is that I am not happy until I find the purpose of why I exist. My purpose for living.
2: All right. So today we're going to be taking a look at a fruit that is mentioned. It's used symbolically in the Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. It's elsewhere in the Bible also used both practically and symbolically. So just as a fruit that was useful in the ancient Near East in Israel, useful for direct consumption, useful for the creation of fruit, wine, and also uh, making fruit syrups or molasses. I'm talking about the pomegranate. But it wasn't just useful in these ways. It also had a place in the decoration of the temple and the tabernacle to God. So let's take a look at the the pomegranate and see what we can learn. In the ancient Near East, the pomegranate was a widely accepted symbol of fertility. This was due to the many seeds contained in each fruit. The pomegranate's potential for reproducing seems nearly unlimited, so standing as a symbol for fruitful potential, productivity, and abundance was quite appropriate. Its red blood-like color may have also been a consideration as blood is vital to life. In the Bible, the pomegranate was used as a clear symbol of abundance, potential abundance, and blessing. It appears in the list of fruits given to the Israelites to demonstrate the promised land's abundance. And the Hebrew word for pomegranate, Ramon, is incorporated into the names of some sites mentioned in the Bible, including Gath Ramon, meaning pomegranate winepress, and Hadad Ramon, which may have been a place of spiritual apostasy in the plain of Megiddo. The pomegranate was also used in Israel's religious life. The garment of the high priest had both a functional and decorative hem that included gold bells to announce his presence in the temple, intermingled with blue, purple, and red yarn pomegranates. The bells had a functional purpose, while the pomegranates must have had a decorative and symbolic purpose, perhaps representing the many blessings of God that came with worshiping him as he had prescribed. Later in Israel's history, the Temple of Solomon also incorporated pomegranate imagery, this time as a decorative element of the building itself. Many bronze pomegranates are said to have decorated the capitals or tops of the two entryway pillars into the temple. The pomegranate as a decorative and symbolic element is well known from the archaeology of the Near East. A variety of pomegranate-shaped objects have been found in cultic or religious contexts. Items like pomegranate-shaped vessels or pots, pomegranates from the center of bowls, pomegranates from votive offering rings, and small pomegranates that were meant to hang off various vessels. With the recent discovery of a clay hanging pomegranate from the Israelite religious site of Shiloh, there's now archeological evidence that the pomegranate was an important symbol in the Philistine, Canaanite, and early Israelite religions. It seems that pomegranates may also have been associated with women in ancient pop culture. This can be seen in the Bible by the use of pomegranates in Song of Songs. The pomegranate's association with abundance, fertility, and therefore beauty is used by the author to describe the beauty and attractiveness of the female character. This association with femininity is also seen in the historical record and has led some scholars to interpret ivory and bone sticks topped with small pomegranates as women's pins for clothing, coal sticks, which are ancient makeup applicators, and spindles involved in clothing production. So there we go. The pomegranate in ancient Israel was not only practical, it was also decorative and it was also symbolic as we see throughout the scriptures
0: the pomegranate what an amazing study very good and
1: it's also featured on the front of our gym guide yes. this week. yes that's i right. love hopefully, that pop of red on hopefully there. they
0: got there they're on the mailing list mm-hmm. and they can get their guide because that's important well
1: and this is the last couple of days of june
0: i know so july
1: is. will be coming out
0: that's right but that's good anyway so <laughs> keep that in mind all right ryan go ahead
3: All right. Well, today I want to read you some notes that my grandfather uh, wrote about this book, Song of Songs. And uh, of course, it's got eight chapters. Now, for those of you who don't know, he founded this program in 1990. And so uh, I'm going to be reading from the Quick Study Bible, which he produced. um, And if you have a copy, you can go to page 863. That's where I'm going to be reading from and he says, one of the world's greatest pianists was told he could never become competent on the piano because the middle fingers of his hands were too short. In spite of this handicap, for decades Ignis Paderewski stunned the world with his amazing talents. Paderewski started his piano lessons at age six, and even when his teacher discouraged him, he refused to give up. He also became one of Poland's most beloved sons, largely responsible for that nation again becoming independent at the end of World War I. Difficulty never stopped him. Difficulties can bring out the best in us. In Solomon's remarkable song, he tells the bride of her inner beauty hidden from the world. In response, she invites difficulty to come to her life so that beauty can be shared. This love song mirrors the intense feelings Christ has for his church. Love is a great driving force and the Song of Songs celebrates this force. The book also celebrates the frank and open delight in physical attraction. This dramatically underlines the fact that God intends for men and women to enjoy physical love within the laws he has given. Now, here are some life lessons from this book. First, Christ stands at our heart's door knocking. Too often, his bride is asleep rather than up doing his work. Number two, There are a thousand excuses for not doing God's work, but not one reason. She doesn't want to arise to his knock. Life lesson three, Christ makes every effort to rouse us to action. He not only knocked, but also put his hand through the latch opening. Number four, when we're finally roused, it can be too late. When the bride goes to the door, she finds that her lover is gone. Life lesson number five, hard times come when we fail to heed his call. The bride goes looking for her lover and is brutally attacked. And number six, God never leaves us where we deserve to be left, but gives us another chance. His loving kindness is long. Now, here's some fascinating facts. While containing a number of smaller love poems, the Song of Songs is unified by patterns of dialogue, repetition, the use of catchwords, and above all, a consistent vision of love. It celebrates God's gift of bodily love between man and woman. Like many psalms that praise God and also teach, the song's main purpose is to celebrate rather than to instruct. Like music, it tends to joy rather than learning. Love is portrayed in its power and splendor, its freshness and devotion to the beloved. It also portrays God's love for his own. And finally, an application on the song of songs. This book is a lyrical poem in dialogue form. While well, it describes Solomon's love for a Shulamite girl. The larger interpretation is God's love for his own. God is the bridegroom and Israel the bride. In the New Testament, Christ is the groom and his church the bride. On the human level, we have to understand that our love for each other takes effort. A marriage may be made in heaven, but the maintenance must be done on earth.
0: Well, that's true. <laughs> well, that's really true. And I, I miss my dad. He, he did that so well. And uh, it's important that we go back to that first life lesson Mm -hmm. where read the first one again.
3: Uh, Christ stands at our heart's door knocking. Too often his bride is asleep rather than up doing
0: his work. This is a really important one for today. Too often in the church, we're fighting amongst ourselves. We're fighting amongst this denomination and that denomination, but what we need to do as Jesus Christ is Lord, we don't argue that. Jesus Christ came, died on the cross. Don't argue that Jesus Christ raised from the dead in the flesh. We don't argue that if those elements are there, then everything else we argue about. But we need to not argue with each other. We need to talk to the world about Jesus Christ, because this is why Jesus Christ came. Mm -hmm. We need to pay attention and do his work. And that's why we often say on this program, the way that you come to know Jesus Christ as he was fully God. Fully man and fully God. I don't understand how he could be both. Well, neither do I. I don't understand how food digests, but I don't stop eating until I understand it. I die in, you know, whatever it is, 50 days. So it's important for us to remember that we won't understand everything. But if we trust in the Lord and give our hearts to the Lord, he will change the way we think. And he will change the way we are and change our whole situation Mm -hmm. That's very good.
3: Yeah, and I, just, I just want to say that I know Grandpa would be really proud of how you've taken this up.
0: Well, I, I don't know what to say. I, I love my dad and I miss him and I'll see him again in heaven. And uh, yeah, I better stop talking about this uh, because I'll get emotional. But anyway, Janice?
1: Well, thank you. Yes, and now I have to, have to talk. But uh, as you can tell... Uh, We're a family that loves one another very much, and number one, we love God, and uh, we are fully committed to His Word as being the authority in our lives. We have lived out as a family, and I can, if I were to interview everyone here, we would be able to attest to the fact how He has changed each one of our lives individually, how His Word has impacted us and how it has, as this ministry is founded on Psalm 107 20, he sent his word to heal us and deliver us from our destructions. We have lived that. So the people that you see sitting here, the people that are behind the cameras and in the control room, we have all witnessed that. We have been a part of that. We're not actors and we're not high professionals. We're not high paid people. We're people who love the Lord Jesus Christ with all our hearts. And uh, we want to spread that good news to you because how he has changed our lives and impacted the way we live and think, he can do the very same thing for you. Because we're not the good people. He's good. And anything that you see good in us, is a reflection of Him. I read a song yesterday that was a favorite of your dad's rod. Today, I called this Change Completely because this is another song that I absolutely love. It's called No One Ever Cared For Me. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to read it. It was written by Charles Wagel in 1932. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus since I found in Him a friend so strong and true. I would tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend could do. I get emotional. I'm sorry. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. All my life was full of sin when Jesus found me. All my heart was full of misery and woe. Jesus placed his strong and loving arms about me, and he led me in the way I ought to go. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. Every day he comes to me with new assurance. More and more I understand his words of love. But I'll never know just why he came to save me. Till some day I see his blessed face above. No one ever cared for me. Like Jesus, there's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. And he cares for you.
0: A personal story, and all of us uh, believe that, all of us have seen it. It's just our experience that we've done, and that's who we are. Um, Getting me emotional, too. (laughs) Anyway. Um, we just want to say that, that uh, we love Jesus Christ, all of us here. And uh, we want you to come to know the Lord, that's all. Don't have to call an 800 number or give an offering or do anything like that. You just come to know the Lord. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe that you came 2,000 years ago. And on the cross, you died. But death could not hold you. And you rose again in the flesh. In the flesh. Jesus. Be my Lord today. Pray that prayer. Come to Jesus. BD, family and friends. I know you're tired of me saying the same thing all the time, but I'm, I'm just excited about this channel. And uh, I'll just say this one more day. And that is we do a program called Just the Facts 30 years ago. And we put that on there as well. So all our programs we do here at the studio and have done in the past are on. And they're on video on demand as well. So check out BD Family and Friends on the internet, BibleDiscoveryTV.com or on the Roku channel or on the Fire Stick television, either way, BD Family and Friends, check it out. In the meantime, let's pray. Lord, help me to reset my thinking to your way, not my way. I need to think like you think, not like I do. Help me to do that, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.